broadcasting live from Florida's capital city. This is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV on a Libations Friday. Great to be with you. Lucy Goosey edition of the program. I'm Jeff. That's Tom. Director Matthew in the house. Mom's in the house, too. We'll do a live segment with Mom. We'll do two segments today. We'll have fun with it as she'll join the program as uh, she's wont to do on a Libations Friday for picks. I'm down three, Tom. I'm down three. I'm going to have to ratchet it up. Seems insurmountable to me. <laughs> On Twitter, it's uh, at Jay Cameron Show. If you're in the chat, hello. Good to see everybody. Hope you're doing well. Hopefully, you're in a good mood wherever you are. Should be. It's Friday. After all, we got a lot of great football. I have a, a nifty little chart here I stole from the internet. Stole it. Um, of all of the games in the Times, Tom, that seem like if you look at primetime games, we've got a lot in the way of uh, interest here. Uh, when you, it's a it's a watchability chart, mm. and I agree with it. Oh yeah, you've seen that, right? I've seen those before. Yeah, I actually agree with the watchability chart here. I do. It's it's, it's a good thing. I was like, okay, that's that's correct. It's a good week to have a nooner. The yes. three thirty window has yes. has the game of the weekend, but then seven thirty has three good games at minimum. Now I'm sure you can make more of them interesting. As you I do. will. I had SMU last night. That was nicely done. Oh, we're off to did. a good start on the weekend. Okay. I even mentioned that as we were parting. Oh, by the way, I got some player props uh, for today. Some people wanted to know. I sent it off to a mutual friend of ours already. Uh, back in the player prop game. Tom. Okay, good to go today. There's College, some, well, that's always pro, right? That's pro player props. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm actually intrigued by the. Uh, well, right from the top, if you'd like, uh, everybody take the over on Adam Thielen, 57 yards receiving. He's going okay. over. He's gone over that by a mile in each of the last few weeks. Uh, yeah. They throw him the ball a gazillion times. It's like he's the tight end for a rookie quarterback. It's crazy, yeah. right? He's reliable. And uh, he's killer in the red zone. They're going to give him the ball. He has slowed down in his latter years. So he's yeah. more like a tight end in terms of speed. <laughs> well, I mean, when you look at, I just look at targets whenever I do the player props for yards. I want to see, I mean, you know, there's no guarantees he could get hurt in the first quarter. We get all that. But I'm looking at odds and increasing the chances. So I'm always looking at, well, how often do they throw to him? It's insane. He's targeted like 13 times a game. So when you have a rookie quarterback, like you're saying, he needs to know, like, that guy's going to be where he says he's going to be. 19 is a reliable player. Uh, that dude will be right there. I know he will be. So that's what you do. So there you go. Right off the bat, I gave you on a Libations Friday a little player prop to start the day. Can we all gather around and celebrate the Philadelphia Phillies victory? I know we're all so excited that the Braves were once again eliminated. Historic, in fact, uh, in the manner in which they were eliminated after the season that they had. It just seems unfathomable to have choked to that degree and looked that terrible. Unimaginable. 
Uh, the Braves had the best record in Major League Baseball. They had the most home runs ever by a National League team with five players hitting 30-plus home runs. Their ace won 20 games and broke John Smoltz's record for strikeouts. And they did nothing. Nothing. Not a damn thing. <laughs> now, it was also a bad look for Atlanta, not just uh, the numbers, uh, but it was uh, – a, a brutal display. You had uh, the whining from Arcia and others about the media reporting uh, something that they absolutely should have reported. And then you have him yelling at fans during the game. Acuna refused to talk to the media after the game, feigning as if he didn't speak English. And then you had Atlanta fans back in Atlanta throw trash on the feet. You had all kinds of stuff, buddy. Yeah, it's just yeah. not a good look. Well, you know, I think Atlanta, maybe. They, they've won a World Series recently. So, yeah. guys, don't freak out. Yeah. You know, don't freak out about this choke job. You've won a World Series in the last few years. Yeah. You've had a lot of you basically own the East since the East has been in existence. I mean, maybe thirty years. You've won twenty five division titles. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So you're adorned. But I don't know that Freddie Freeman would let the Braves win this way. You gotta learn how to win the right way. You know, Atlanta? There's a lot of things that I mean, the dancing and the celebrating and the extracurriculars. I don't know. You guys are a little too showboaty for me. Maybe you can learn <laughs> to win the right way. The way that you did when Freddie Freeman was your first baseman. Braves Matt Olson hit 250 with no RBIs, no home runs. He was the uh, gem of the bunch. Marcelo Zuna hit 154, no home runs, no RBIs. Ronald Acuña hit a buck 43, no RBIs, no home runs. Michael Harris hit zero with zero and zero. So Michael Harris did as much in that series as I did, at least offensively. Uh, Orlando Arcia, the aforementioned, hit 154 with no RBIs, no home runs, and of course the comments. Uh, it is. It is. Uh, Interesting. It is also cruel. Baseball is that sport, and while I have fun at the Braves' expense, I will point out that nobody with more than 90 wins, more than 90 wins, is still alive in the playoffs. Nobody. Yeah. Satire aside, it's a ludicrous sport. Anytime you win, as I say, a World Series, you should weep. It's so hard. You should. You should, because you can be far and away the best team in baseball. You could be historically great, and it doesn't matter at all. And look, I was pulling for the Phillies for director Matthew, but it's like when two of your arch rivals in your division go head-to-head... Like if it yeah, was a tough one a, for you, yeah. NFC Championship and it was the Falcons and the Saints, am I really rooting for anything? Not really. So I'm happy for Director Matthew. I said, job well done because they were getting too big for their britches. But now go Diamondbacks. You know, let's Tommy Pham and the crew. Let's go Arizona. 104 win Braves, 101 win Orioles, 100 win Dodgers all out with a combined one win between the three of them. It's incredible. One win. It's baseball. It, this is in. This is even a little bit much for baseball. I mean, that it is just baseball, but that's even a little much for baseball. That none of the hundred win teams and nobody that won more than ninety is around at all. Hey, just kind of slapping your way through the regular season, everybody. Just go ahead and get you an eighty-two and eighty record and find a way in. You're gonna be all right. God forbid you do something historic. I will give one brave credit though. Uh, Strider uh, was a man and faced the media afterwards, and answered honestly and openly, and I thought it was outstanding. And I will uh, give credit where credit's due. Oh, while everybody I have fun. but Acuna did. Now, every, even RC, everybody but Acuna spoke to the media last night. And so He just jet. Yeah, so Strider said this about why they were so futile. Quote, it's hard to explain, and I know fans would like an answer. I'd love to give them one. Ultimately, I think we got to accept that whatever we did, whatever it is we're doing, it's just not enough. If we truly want to win a World Series, if that's our goal, then we're going to have to change something or add something in the way we prepare and the way that we focus. What we do in the regular season works fine, but we're going to have to make an adjustment to the postseason approach. 
That's tough to say. It's a daunting thing to confront right now. But that's something I'm going to have to get to work on, and we're going to have to get to work on as an organization the moment we leave here. And I disagree with him. Yeah. I don't think they should change anything. You don't accidentally win 104 games out of 162 played. It is an amazing accomplishment, but that sport is a brutal sport to invest emotionally in. I have watched, and we all have done this, a ton of great baseball teams, far and away the best team, over 162 games, lose in the opening round of the playoffs. We've seen it. It's gone on for years. And by the way, I used to make this argument to people all the time when they would kill Martin and they would kill Florida State for not winning a college national championship. It's a truncated postseason. Baseball is meant to be played four out of seven bare minimum. Certainly not a one-game, one-off, and you're in a loser's bracket where you got to climb out with your third reliever just to have a shot. Well, okay, and, and also with consecutive days, you get so many breaks that if you're less deep as a top end of your rotation, so you know nobody's going to claim that uh, the Phillies from ten years ago. I, this is the example I used. The Giants win their first World Series. You got Halliday, Oswalt, and their third guy was really good too. But if when you space out those games. And you can get Lincecum and Kane for the Giants back again. twice. Circle back around. That's where the weakness is, mi- or the, the well, disparity is mitigated. And you- I've said it before that yes, you can look, and it it it's always sounds like sour grapes. If you say about somebody else's team, and you mean it, just assessing it. So, like, let's say the Mets won 106 games this year, and during the season, I happen to notice, all right, that they are really built for regular season success. Yeah. But there are factors that are not going to come into play in the postseason that aid them currently in the regular season. Like and if having, I say to you in that moment, yeah, like having your four and five be really good four and five, so right. you're stealing wins on you're the back stealing end wins on five, the back yes. end of series yeah. and on roadies yep, yep, and long, yeah. And and I say to you one day as we come in here, Tom, listen, I know this is going to sound petty, but I actually don't think you're that good. I don't think you're built for the postseason. I think you're going to have a real problem because your ace is not even close to the ace of the Braves, the Phillies, the such and such. And that's who you're going to face in game one. And in game two, you're going to face this guy. And your number two sucks. He's good enough to beat somebody else's average-ass number two across the league, but not an elite team. So when that happens, if you say that to somebody, they're going to go, this guy's an ass. What's he talking about? We're setting records. We're going to win 106 games, 104 games in the case of the Braves. But that you can notice those things, yeah. and it can be something that you diagnose during a season. Well, and for a Mets fan, you wouldn't have to worry about that because we're <laughs> as skeptical as they come. We right. see our flaws better than most, but you're correct that, that Strider's assessment sounds good but is incorrect. It's a slot machine. Baseball is one grand slot machine that happens all the time, and when you go two break a day, one break – or you know, two-two with two one-day breaks for travel in between, if you have a deeper roster – Top to bottom, that gets mitigated completely by the breaks. Well, and, and, and it does hurt your feelings that in a very small sample size, you had Olsen, Ozuna, Acuna, and Harris combined for a grand total of zero RBIs. Now, that shouldn't happen. <laughs> that, that, now, that yeah, is yeah. catastrophically bad. That's, that's gripping. That's choking. That, that, I mean, that is, that's a toughie. We go zero, 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 zero for those guys. Olsen, Ozuna, Acuna, Harris, Arcia, nobody? Not one of those guys, a RBI single, anything? Well, Cooney hit the hell out of that ball last night in the seventh, but, you know, wrong park, wrong place. So it's a it's a toughie. It's a toughie. But that is, again, and I, and I for years would talk about 
how nervous I was with postseason baseball, not just in the pros, but with FSU, because truncated series, man, in baseball where a pitcher controls everything. I don't care if you've got seven guys that hit over 300 and hit 30 home runs in the regular season. My man, it takes one ace to paint, and they're all rendered obsolete. Because great pitching is going to win. Well, and Ranger Suarez comes up big in those moments. Well, like Entering last night, his ERA was sub-1 yeah. in, in a string of postseason starts leading into that game. So, basically, if you're an Atlanta fan last night, it's if we win this, we're going to win. We're going to go home, we're going to take this series. But it has to be tonight. You knew it was going to be a lower-scoring game, and the Phillies just hit a couple more home runs, which has been the Braves' M.O. KC 19, Denver 8. That Thursday night game should be eliminated from the schedule. It's awful. I can't watch it anymore. These games always suck. It's putrid. No, the yeah. Thursday night, by the way, the Thursday night broadcast team is terrible. <laughs> Al Michaels the, doesn't want to be there. You, know, you can tell he's curmudgeon. He's old and tired. He doesn't want to be there. The pregame and postgame show is the worst I've ever seen for any broadcast anywhere. Gonzalez, it's like Gonzalez never played football, let alone went to the Hall of Fame. He has no idea what he's talking about. Every time he speaks, I'm like, this guy's an idiot. So it's brutal. He, he took a lot of hits. <laughs> took a lot of hits in his career. But have you ever seen somebody get paid eight figures? Because I believe that's what Al Michaels is commanding per season and not want to do their job. Yeah. He's petulant all the time. And yeah. that started towards the end of his NBC career. Yeah, it's 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 something. It's something to watch. But that game is awful. And, oh, I thought for a moment, one of our mutually favorite sites that we like is Scorgami. It was not a Scorgami. 19 to 8 happened as recently as 1927. <laughs> so there you go. It was no Scorigami. It happened one time, October 12th, 1927. How about that? What? To the day. To the day? To the day. I just got the chills. That'll make you freak out a little bit. And then you'll think, oh, it's random. Okay, coincidence. But nonetheless, how about that? No, that's not. Baseball <laughs> is, but that's not. Uh, we'll have Lee Sterling on the show today. Of course we will. His games, he wants to discuss Notre Dame, USC, UNC, Miami, Florida State, Syracuse, Detroit, and Tampa Bay in the NFL, of course. Jacksonville and Indianapolis. His free play of the day will be that Louisville pit line. I knew that was going to be That sucker somewhere. bet, right? Yeah. Now, I wonder if he's going to tease a 40-unit play and then that's the actual game. Because sometimes he's bold and he'll put the game that he feels great about on the phone call segment, but he won't tell you that it is. Yeah. yeah. And he'll say, oh, by the way. You know, we talked about UCF Pitt. That's my 45-unit play. What'd you pick in the score prediction? I know you had to send it in to Aslan. So, I, I, what did I say, 41-17? I, I mean, we're usually pretty close. I said 45-17, but I think that's more about Syracuse and the spot that this game occurs than it is about some of the mechanics. Third tough we, game in a row yeah, for and, them? And that their offense may not move the ball, and if they don't, there's a kind of a white flag element to the game. But if that doesn't happen and, and they come to play in a vacuum, they present some challenges for us, and that score prediction is going to be wrong. But I'm banking on they're tired. And if they are and they're emotionally exhausted, then we can rack up some big numbers. You guys are all like you and Ira and a couple. I've heard some sort of like uh, hedging a little bit. Like you're nervous about this game in a weird way. I just don't see it. What do you see? I don't see it from Syracuse. When I watch them, I think this team's terrible. Well, it's a team that held Will Shipley to under four yards I carry guess. and racked up 13 TFLs in that game. Yeah. Uh, they yeah. should be tired. They were on the field for a ton of plays. Yeah. And then they had to play North Carolina and got smoked by May. But May makes a lot of good throws to open that game up and put it into quit territory. Mm -hmm. So the thing is, how do you get to quit territory? 
It's more about our defense getting stops than I think it is about it our It is. It's another success. quick start on defense like you yeah. had last week where you dominate. Next thing you know, you look up, it's 22 to nothing in the first quarter. That game is over. They have the tools have to win on first and second down a lot. And then their third down defensive structure is good because all they do is they keep their eyes on the quarterback. And if you're too greedy, you're playing right into their hands. Yeah. So I, if, if we're not successful on first and second down, I could see there being a few punts, and now we're starting to get antsy, and it's the same old song. Yeah, you get a little nervous. That's you, the path. Yeah, I guess. I, I mean, I can always try to create a path where the other team has a chance to be in the game because we're not a dominant team. We're a good team, but we're not a dominant team. So, yeah, I could see it, but I really think if Florida State plays very well and is aggressive defensively, if, if you basically eliminate the run game, which we're good at doing, they're dead. Yeah. Because that's not a passer. He's not that guy. Correct. Uh, and they don't have elite weapons at wide receiver. Correct. No, it, it's all about the defense paving the way. And then on offense, you've got to have a plan, and it has to be more coordinated than you know jump ball city and then trying to bang your head against the wall with the ground game on first and second down. And Jordan's got to be willing, like he was last yeah, year in the yeah. Dome, to take those underneath throws. Now, there were a ton of, of plays where there is no deep shot. There's no outlet. There's none of that. There's all underneath route concepts. You got slants to the one side, quick little hitches on the other. I want to see if that's how we draw it up for this particular game. If it is, then I think we'll be okay. But you you have to show up. You have to show yeah, up tomorrow. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. not roll it out there and we're going to destroy them. It's not that Syracuse game from say ten years ago where I think we won fifty nine to three and the game was over at kickoff. That was a fun game. That's a fun game. By the way, what's the what's the uh, kickoff time for Oregon Washington? Three thirty. Okay. Got to make sure we get out of the stadium by then, guys. Make sure this thing's wrapped up. I don't need to be sitting there on the edge of my seat watching a close game in the waning moments because we could be home watching Oregon-Washington, which should be an awesome game. Very excited to watch that game. I haven't said that in a long time. Me too. About Oregon-Washington. By Washington. the time the postgame shows over, it's the second half of that game. So I'll get to see the formative moments and then right into that sweet primetime window. There Tomorrow's you go. a solid day, man. Good times. going to be a good time. By the way, today, later on, as we're... Uh, as I say, want to do, we'll have uh, the interactive get-together there, the hangout happy hour at uh, Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. It begins at 5 o'clock, and um, and then I'm off to watch a little high school football. Who they got tonight? Leon Childs tonight. Childs, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They did an old-school thing at Leon. When I dropped Bryce off this morning, I saw they had like a, a banner like on a sheet hanging out of the oh, brick building yeah. that beat Childs. It was pretty cool. I liked it. I'll show it to you during the break. Now, is this a get-right game? After I don't, last week? Uh, no, I don't. Or is Childs well, good? I don't know. I haven't checked on Childs. See, this is this is where I've gone in my in my football viewing of high school. You know, for years. So I, you didn't bet first half team total <laughs> under. You know, I didn't watch high school football at all. Uh, I got I was done with it, right? And then uh, now my kid plays, so of course now I have to to pay attention to it, and I want to pay attention to it and cheer him on and support him and all that. And uh, but that doesn't mean I have to pay attention to anybody else. So I don't I don't pay attention to what anybody else is doing in high school. That's a fun way to watch the game. I just go. I, don't, I have no idea. I don't know what I'm going to see tonight. Could be a great game. We could get blown out. I have no idea because that's a high school team we're playing, and I've never seen them. I'm not watching them. I don't care. I only watch my team. I refuse the question. <laughs> Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride 
upgrade every time or your money back guaranteed. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's the Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, or Chant TV. Warning. The following Zaxby's ad may contain messaging upsetting to Philadelphians. Zaxby's took the iconic Philly sandwich, the quote-unquote perfect Philly sandwich, and made it perfecter by putting fried chicken on it. That's right, fried chicken on a Philly. And while Philadelphia might find it offensive, you can find it at your local Zaxby's. Finally, the Philly done right. Woo, saucy, Zaxby's. Welcome back to the Jeff Cameron Show, sponsored by Legendary Home Loans, a mortgage experience designed around speed, simplicity, and customer service. Before you buy your next home, contact our friend Shannon Young with Legendary Home Loans. Visit FSUHomeLoans.com, FSUHomeLoans.com. Libations Friday, Jeff Cameron Show edition. Uh, having a good time. 93.3 Real Talk Radio, Warchant TV. We start in about three minutes, I think it is. About three minutes or thereabouts. It gives me enough time to do this really quickly. I want to circle back for just one moment. I heard somebody say this. Uh, I don't know, know where. Maybe it was last night or early this morning when I was listening to Sports Talk. Um, and they said, basically, whoever it was that decided amongst the Phillies fan base to do a standing ovation for Trey Turner when he was in the midst of the worst slump he's ever had should get a ring. Whoever that guy is, bravo, sir, because it completely flipped it on its head, and that dude can't – you can't get him out. It's unbelievable. But I went back and looked at something because I knew Poznanski had written something about it, so I found it. And I'll read quickly. Trey Turner was a full-blown disaster for the first four months of the season. It wasn't a slump. It was – like he had forgotten how to play baseball. On August the 2nd, in a game against the Marlins, Turner went 0 for 5, hit into a double play, and in the 11th win, the Phillies had an out away from victory. They were an out away from victory. He let Josh Bell's ground ball uh, right through him and scored the game tying run. The Marlins won in the next inning. Turner was despondent. After the game, even though the time was approaching midnight, he went into the batting cage to try and find himself. Quote, obviously, I'm the reason that we're losing these games. The Phillies agreed. They were running out of ideas. Manager Rob Thompson rested him on the consecutive days, hoping that might break in, break the deal, clear his head. Thompson then dropped him down to seventh in the lineup in the hope that that too would help. Nothing was helping. Turner, who won the batting title in 2021, a lifetime 300 hitter coming into the year, was hitting 231, on-base percentage below 300 at that time. It was below rock bottom. For a player that fast? And that good, right? That's unbelievable. Well, obviously, the rest of the story is that you marry all of this. Philadelphia's fans have a reputation. It's um, a vicious reputation that they're the worst sports fans or the cruelest sports fans to their own in America. Obviously, the fame throwing snowballs at Santa Claus. They never seem to warm to Mike Schmidt, even though he was the best third baseman of a generation. You know, this is portrayed frequently, even in, like, say, Silver Linings Playbook, where they get into a fight in the parking lot. (laughs) Um, And yet, it was that group that, for whatever reason, said, screw it. Let's be nice. Standing O. 
And he today talks about how much he loves Philadelphia and never wants to leave. It's hard for a big money free agent to feel like an organic product of a, of a fan base and, and have that organic connection with a fan base. And yet, in this instance with Trey Turner, a huge yeah. free agent, it occurred. It's That's crazy. Yeah. It is It is a novel idea too, right? Like, Can you imagine collectively, like some, some guys like, hey, listen, we got to do this. We got to find a way. We've got to find a way to get this thing turned around because we spent a lot of money on this dude and the booing ain't working. <laughs> the booing is a problem. So when he steps to the plate this, this afternoon, standing O, a full minute, get after it. Just cheer him like he's hitting 400. Side note, Lee Sterling is, uh, I got the busy signal, so I don't know if he's on in Reno or if he's on in Topeka, but uh, he's going along with uh, whatever the previous interview is. So I will secure him shortly. I love the idea of that again. Yo, guys, can you do me a favor? If you're going to a Phillies game this weekend, let's not boo Trey Turner. Let's give him a standing ovation every time he comes to the plate. It's in his head. It's time to give real love, not tough love. Let's get this guy turned around. Well, the numbers since then are absurd, obviously. From August 4th to the end of the year, Turner slashed 337, 389, 669 with 16 home runs, 9 steals, and 48 games. In the six postseason games this year, uh, you've seen 12 of 24, four stolen bases, and two bombs. Have yourself a night. Have yourself a week. Have yourself a postseason. Have yourself a incredible final uh, stretch of the season to turn it all around. And now you almost can't see a time where he would uh, revert back to the struggle. It is rare you see that in sports. It is, uh, I mean, I wonder how many fan bases now, New York, Chicago, Boston, will do that. You got him? We good? Not yet. No chance. A little strange. This one's a new one. He gets bi- You get a busy signal once or twice a year because he has the, the row of interviews that he's doing. Yeah, yeah. But uh, pick up of the handset and hang up of the handset twice with no hello. He's been pulled over by a police officer. He does not have time to give picks. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have no idea what's going on with Lee, but uh, he desperately does not want to pick up that phone at this point. Worst case scenario, we'll take another respite if we have to, and we'll come back around. I do know this. Again, the games he wants to look at are all intriguing. This is part of that card. You know, we talk about Park Your Ass Saturdays, and uh, I saw where, you know, that has become now the thing, and uh, a bunch of people sent it to me this week. Just at that slate alone, park your ass Saturday, park your ass Saturday, here we go. It's one of the best of the year. We've had two of the best of the year conversations twice in the last three weeks. Glorious time, glorious time. Postseason baseball, NHL hockey underway, NBA is getting underway, NFL, college football, this is heaven. And it's college football with parity. That's the thing. There are some years where the top four, they're just going to skate every week, and you're like, all right. That's not the case anymore. Let's watch the best of the rest. But in this case, every week there's an upset. Lee Sterling, how the hell are you, brother? You there? There he is. Barely alive. Barely alive. (laughs) I was wondering if you were going to be able to to do today's show. Would the appearance happen, or would he shun it after watching something that I've never seen before? I've never seen it before either. I mean, it was, there's not one word to describe it. Here's the worst part of it. I don't think he realized until he got to the locker room what he had done or not done. 
I've, there's been a lot of speculation about all of this, Lee. I, I Right away, I went and looked at some numbers because I wanted to see, was there something afoot here? Was there something that, and I'm not talking about a conspiracy. I'm saying, like, what would be the motivation? So then I thought, well, they're trying to get that kid 100 yards. He said no. He said no, but I think he was. He knows it's not a, a, a maybe. It's you know he knows it's not a worthy excuse. But there isn't. But how about Jeff? How about no one on the staff? Well, said anything. Yeah, I mean we don't know, right? We don't know. I mean I don't know how that happens. I've asked people on football staffs. I asked about this this week. I called friends who coach in college football and said, "What did they say?" Well, they said ordinarily that an offensive coordinator, a defensive coordinator, or somebody that is the, like if your label was assistant head coach, like those are the kinds of guys that can speak up in that moment to get the head coach's ear. And I said, no, man, I'm telling you now, if you have a headset, I don't care if you're a janitor and you happen to have a headset, you've got to say, Mario, what are we doing? We don't have to do this. The game is over. Right. Right. And he they all were dumbfounded. They couldn't understand how it could happen. And you know, again, it's it's the kind of thing, Lee, honestly, you could lose your team. He could oh, lose absolutely, his team. Absolutely. We've we've never seen anything now, last night, for instance, there's an there's there's you know, they throw a last second pass, last play of the game. Yeah, yeah, the Houston game, yeah. So you can lose the team that way, but this is worse. I mean, here's the problem. If they lose this game, yeah, it's I off think, the rails. I, I think the season's over. I think the kids – it's not going to be as bad as last year. I mean, last year – Obviously, they yeah. Compete. I mean, they had no talent. It was nothing. But I, I don't know how you get the team back if you lose this week. So I did this for the listeners when on that Monday, just for the people that didn't see it. But again, for people who don't remember, and this is why you could lose the team. Miami ball, Georgia Tech territory, 20-17 to – 30 seconds to play. Tech doesn't have timeouts. That's it. That's all. There's not even the dumbest football fan knows what to do there. How does a guy making what he makes with the deal that he has not get that right? Like, I don't – will Miami fans ever forgive him? If he wins a national title. I have seen it actually happen in, like, youth league Pop Warner football. Sure, yeah. I have seen it, but – not not anywhere close to this level. So if I was the coach, here's here's what I would have done. You tell me, after I finally realized w- what kind of monumental mistake that I made, I would have said to my team, I let you down. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm not only going to donate my salary for the game or for the month, I'm going to be there this week now when a kid doesn't show up for class yeah. or or is late to practice. He's going to run with him in the morning. Yeah, I'm spending the whole week. I'm going to. That's what I'm going to do to show you how bad I feel about letting you guys down. And I doubt he did that. I doubt he did it too. And Lee, the worst part about it for me, though, and and we'll move on here and get your picks. Yeah. But the worst part about it for me, though, was that first thirty seconds when he wandered in there to the press room and stood behind that dais and somehow noted that we teach two hands on the ball. Don't you do that, Mario Cristobal? Yeah. Don't you right. put that back on that kid? That's awful. That kid should have transferred. Not. He should transfer. There's no chance I play for that guy ever again. He's gonna roll me under the bus after his dumbassery. That's crazy. Horrible. Horrible. I agree 100%. Notre Dame minus two and a half against USC. Good, sir. I think that uh, Notre Dame's played out. I think USC should be favorite. Now, I'm not saying USC's great, but they have a top five offense. Here's a stat that will shock you. 
They're number eight in the country in sacks is the USC defense. So they do create some havoc. Sam Hartman was sacked five times last week at Louisville. Their offense, 21 and 20 points the last two weeks here. Unless USC just just, just totally just, just barfs the ball and hands it to Notre Dame, I think they're the right side. USC 37-30. Interestingly, I heard a lot of people, That's uh, you're right in line with a lot of people that said, man, I'm surprised by this line. Sounds like yeah. you are as well. North Carolina, the aforementioned Miami game, uh, yeah. North Carolina favored three, three and a half, depending on the book you get. Uh, I, I like North Carolina here, Lee, I'm not going to lie to you, but I'm also betting on last week's situation not being a galvanizing moment. It could be, I guess. So I could be wrong. But I think the time to bet against Miami might be next week. Here's my thinking. If this happened at the end of the season, like when Miami lost to Ohio State in the national championship, they never recovered. End of the season, ended their dynasty. But they have seven weeks from then to get back on the field. That's the best thing these kids can have happen. I think they're actually going to rally. I don't think North Carolina is that good. North Carolina hasn't faced anyone. This will be the best offense, defense, and special teams they face here. I think the time to fade Miami might be next week, whether they win or lose. I like Miami 34-30. I think they're going to shock the world. Well, the following week you got Clemson, so I agree with you. I'd be picking Clemson there. Um, What will be weird is now, I will say this, Lee, and we both know how this works. We've seen this with Miami. If they get housed in this game, you no. you can mark it down. The train's off the tracks. That's gonna no no, no question. Yeah. It will be and and let me add this also. I went to the Dolphin game. Did not go to the UM game. Went to the Dolphin game the next day. Packed Giants fans. It was like it was a Super Bowl. It was like watching the Phillies. <laughs> there wasn't an open seat in the stadium that I could see. It was dead. It was dead. It was the quietest sixty five thousand <laughs> I've ever seen an NFL game in my life. It was like going to church. There was bereavement. They were they were grieving as they were watching. They were still in shock the next day. All right, so you're going to take Miami plus the three and a half is what you're telling me, right? Absolutely. And let me add this also. What do you think if Miami wins that game, even though they had five turnovers and they win the game, what do you think the line would have been against North Carolina? Pick them. That's what I say. So you're getting three and a half to pull four points. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think you are. I think you are. I think maybe maybe the best play is I haven't bet it yet. I might just go live betting, and if Miami comes down and scores, or I see that they're flying around. Yes. Defense, yes. And and then bet them. Then it is a live bet. You are one hundred percent correct. I told that to my friends. I said if because I had somebody ask me how you betting it. I said, man, this is a game about their psychology. This this is their head. Are they care? Do they care to be there, or did he just lose the team? We won't know until they kick it off. Right, and, and let's say North Carolina scores. And this might be a case. You remember the Bears did it? Uh, not this Thursday, the Thursday before. Oh, against Washington. They won the coin toss. I thought that was great. I thought that was masterful. They decided to receive the ball. Yeah. Went down and scored. If I'm Miami, if I'm Mario, let's see if they win the toss. If he wins the toss and defers, he's a moron. <laughs> well, I think we've already clearly. <laughs> right, yeah, but, uh, he's a double moron. <laughs> If I'm the head coach, do you agree? Yeah, I'm doing whatever I can to inject life into my team. And if you think that's one of those things, then fine. Yeah, absolutely. I'm trying to do anything. And I agree with your fall on the sword thing and be there running and apologize. He should have done that right away. He just doesn't strike me as the kind of guy to do it. So I probably won't. He probably won't. But if I'm the coach, if yeah, 
if they win the toss, I think they should accept the ball, try to score. If North Carolina scores and Miami gets stopped, I might be betting the whole game long North Carolina over and over and over again for the max. Florida State minus 17 and a half against Syracuse. I love it. I'm going to call you if that happens, by the way. Um, your thoughts on the 17 and a half. Florida State, again, another home game, another chance to get uh, healthy again. And uh, what do you like here? Here's what's crazy. So I went, I've gone eight and four since last Thursday. My three losses were last night, West Virginia. Mm-hmm. That's, That's a tough loss, by the way. <laughs> lost, I lost Missouri, the pick six. Mm hmm. And lost Florida State up twenty-two to nothing after the first three drives, and relaxed. I think there's a lesson here, and I think their head coaches Mike Norvell's going to impress upon these kids that once you get up, you got to close the door. This Syracuse offense—they've gone from 158 to 100 to 92 rushing yards in, in three weeks. They lost their best tight end, Gadsden, Ronda Gadsden. He's a stud. Yeah, very good. Lost him before the year. Lost their second-best receiver a couple weeks ago. He only scored seven points on North Carolina's D, which I don't think is very good. I think the lesson is going to be learned. Florida State, 45-21. Big win, Florida State, rolling on, staying in that playoff talk. Uh, next game I love because it's a creamsicle game for my boys down in yep. Tampa. Should be fun to watch. This is an old NFC Central, right? Remember these days? back in the yep. Way back when, Detroit and Tampa Bay. Detroit's a really good football team. Uh, they go on the road. They lay the three. Who you got? Do they have someone? Is Leroy Selman or someone going to go? Well, it'd be tough because Leroy's dead. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's that would right. be a toughie. I don't think they're going to wheel him out there. Back. Are they going to have like a Mike Alstock? <laughs> I hope so, buddy. I feel, I hope so. They've got uh, probably several of those guys that wore the creamsicle they should bring back. You're absolutely right. Here's, here's the thing about Tampa Bay. At least two takeaways in every single game. That's one thing. I think their defense is going to get a couple takeaways. Golf is not the same quarterback on the road consistently. He's had a few games here and there. He had it at Kansas City. But Detroit might be without their best offensive lineman. Their tight end, Laporta, he came all of a sudden with a calf injury, and he may not play. Same with Gibbs, the running back, and also Brown, the receiver. All four game-time decision. I think three of the four are not going to play. I like Tampa Bay, 17-16. You're damn right you do. Jacksonville minus four against Indianapolis, and uh, I don't even know what to do with this game. I'd like to bet on Jacksonville. It seems like every time I look up when Jacksonville's playing Indianapolis, I'm kind of like, eh, why is this close? What do you got? I'm going to tell you what to do. You play Indianapolis. First rematch of the season. Interdivision. Jags beat the Colts 31-21. Might have a little bit of jet lag here. I like Gardner Minshew with his team right now where they are. I like Zach Moss. I mean, guys come from nowhere. Mm-hmm. He was a backup in Buffalo. Now you got Jonathan Taylor uh, to throw in with some fresh legs. And Trevor Lawrence just doesn't look like the same quarterback. Three touchdown passes the last four games. And Calvin Ridley is leading the NFL in drop passes. Ouch. 26-20. Wrong team favorite. Free play of the week looks like a sucker bet for everybody out there. Louisville minus 7.5 against Pitt is the game we're talking about. How can folks get it? Just call 800-400-9741. First 10 callers get it for free. 800-400-9741. I don't like this Louisville-Pitt game. I love it. And our first 40- to 50-unit play here goes in college football. I'm going to text it to you right now. Thank you. Yep. And uh, I think I found like four or five things that favor one team. So you want to get this game. We're 62-20. and That's historically on the 40- to 50-unit 
uh, releases and uh, just 247. We don't call it October. Thank you. We call it October 247. Three weeks, just one place, ParamountSports.com. And to let you guys know he's a man of his word, I just got the text from Lee. Just got it right here in my hot little hands. Don't flash it on the video I didn't screen. flash it on the video screen. The game kicks off, Jeff. Yeah. Tweet it out. Yeah. Full disclosure. You play all my games. You know what games I get my clients. We're also 47-22-2 this year, even with all three of those bad beats the last week. Be good, brother. I'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. See you, Jeff. Yep. Take care. Here's a stat for you. I believe there have been 12 teams that did not have a bye coming back from London, having played their games in London, mm-hmm. in the history of that London series, you know, over there. All 12 teams that did not have a bye the following Sunday were either tied or trailing in the fourth quarter of their next game. Mm. So That's useful. Their cover rate is not good. Not good. Yeah. Yeah. Not good. They're tired. There's just no way around it. What do you know? Flying in the <laughs> uh, jet lag from London yeah, it's affects a, your body. It's a toughie. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Hey, guys. Our next partner is AG1, the daily foundational nutritional supplement that supports whole body health. I drink it quite literally every single day. I began using AG1 because, I'll be honest with you, I don't like to take a bunch of pills and vitamins and I just wanted something that tastes great, was quick, and easy to remember, so I do it. I do it every morning when I wake up. I certainly have it right after my coffee and before I work out. And I will tell you this, too. It is um, a simple, effective investment for your health. You can try AG1 and get five free AG1 travel packs and a free one-year supply of vitamin D with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash JCS. Again, that's go to uh, – all you got to do is go to uh, – drinkag1.com slash jcs that's drinkag1.com slash jcs check it out it's delicious it's quick it's easy it's proven vitamins probiotics whole food source nutrients start your day with it you'll feel better i promise the jeff cameron show brought to you by orange theory fitness two tallahassee locations midtown on thomasville road and north side in the village common shopping center online at orangetheoryfitness.com Show on a Libations Friday. Yeah, it's intriguing, right? It is very intriguing to think about uh, what you, what you do um, from a mentality standpoint. From from like, what is Miami's mentality in this game on Saturday against North Carolina? It is hard to bet on them showing up, being present, fighting like hell because their mo. And I know it's under different coaches, different eras, different players, different teams, but. Some things feel like they permeate a program, and until Miami shows me otherwise, I don't. I, it's just hard to bet on them to show up after facing adversity. They rarely do. I agree. It seems like the first chance they get to mail it in or pack it in, they do. The coastal is gone, but this feels like a very coastal moment in which uh, a, a big win and a big loss are turned on upside down, and and you have just this mess between that half of the ACC. I get it's gone. But that's what history would suggest happens here for both North Carolina and Miami. 
Here's a big spot for North well, Carolina to capitalize, yeah. and they lay an egg. Here's a big spot that is for the, a coastal team that's down to stay down, and they come back up. It's just that's the danger here. It's not breaking news to anybody, but in watching North Carolina play Syracuse last week, I thought Syracuse covered pretty well, and Drake May made about six or seven throws where you go, "Oh my god!" Well, when you have a top five quarterback in the you know top five pick in the draft under center. Yeah, it helps erase a lot of mistakes. It helps erase a lot of problems. We know. We watched Jameis do it time and again when it happened. I mean, it's just that it's the most important player in a football game. And if he's one of the very best to do it, yes, you've got a decided advantage. It would seem to me that maybe this would be the kind of advantage that not even Mac Brown could screw up. But maybe. you don't trust it yet. And I understand that because their MO is the same. You got the same MO for these two teams. It's yeah. fascinating. But only one of them went through the kind of gut punch that we've seen uh, with Miami. Yeah, that's the thing. If the gut punch doesn't happen and it's an all time ugly win over Georgia Tech, then I, I think I side with Lee, where I say, who has North Carolina played? And at least Miami has seen on the lines of scrimmage a Texas AM test. That I don't think North South Carolina did not provide the same test to the Tar Heels mm-hmm. that Texas A and M provided to Miami. So, just for people who don't know, lest we forget, they did beat South Carolina, who's not good, thirty-one to seventeen. North Carolina found a way, found a way to beat Appalachian State, forty to thirty-four. Right, come on, man. The Minnesota game, they routed Minnesota 31-13. It's a bad team. We know Pitt's not any good. They beat them 41-24, and they beat Syracuse 40-7. to It is a fair thing to say about their wins that they really haven't played anybody, and they had a hard time with Appalachian State. But here's the thing. The debacle did happen, and Mario is a moron. What was it, double moron that he's going to be? If he's he also take the been ball? a bad in-game coach for a very long time. Yeah. He is most notably a recruiter. That is what he is. Which is why I think the recommendation: if you're going to play the game, I wouldn't. But if you're going to go live, I'm do not, not do it prior to kickoff. That that's just crazy no. person. Time. I like the recommendation to play it live. I would too, just to see: are they in it? Do they care? I mean, you can see a path very easily that this is fourteen nothing North Carolina and Katie bar the door. Look out. That's here here comes game. the lay down. That's a game I'm not watching with a ticket in front of me. I'm watching with a bucket of popcorn in front of me. Here going, we go. What, are, what, are what we do we got here? here? Yeah, yeah. Show me the evidence that you care to be here. Because that is a 7.30 game. That crowd is going to be into it. It's a fun night game. And if they get down early, you've got Avalanche written all over it. And Clemson coming to town the next week. <laughs> well, that's why I said to him, if they, if they get – if they get absolutely routed this weekend, it's hard not to look ahead and say, okay, well, that would be two straight losses, and now you got Clemson. Now you do get a Virginia in between, and I'm, I'm not sure Virginia could beat USF, so they should win that game. But they go to a good NC State defense, not a good NC State offense, but a Correct. good NC State defense. Yep. They come to Florida State. They have to host Louisville. The train could be off the tracks, baby. We could be looking at – Five, six losses again. and maybe Tragic indeed. A recruiting class that breaks apart, and maybe the kids are looking elsewhere. Well, that's what he's guarding north. against now. Yeah. His, yeah. Agreed. This is what he's guarding against right now. In a weird way, this is a game, you can circle it, that will define the rest of his time in Miami. If they go get housed, if that game's not competitive, and there are clear signs that the team quit on him after a debacle that we rarely see, I mean, you rarely see something of that magnitude. Coaches make mistakes. We see it all the time. I've seen it right here in our own backyard. But that that kind of mistake is unforgivable. 
I'm so happy for this game between North Carolina and Miami because either way, I'm going to be happy. I would be more happy if Miami gets roasted. Of and, course. And that, of course, that's always. option A. But option B is Mac Brown and the Fraudulent Goats are back. Oh, and you then, get to play it, yeah. And then also, you've got Miami and North Carolina both with a conference loss now, so the path for Florida State gets easier. Option A is Miami getting steamrolled. Please, of course. But the other option's not so bad. So we win either way. For North Carolina, by the way, if you're trying to find losses in their efforts to get to the uh, ACC championship game, if we're trying to project who Florida State would play if they keep winning, well, after Miami, they got Virginia, easy win. At Georgia Tech, they play Campbell. They've got Duke, Clemson, and NC State to close out their schedule. Our number two forthcoming. Stay with.